0: man i've been wanting to do a podcast for so long oh you mean it now dude i watch them so often that i just feel like i'm meant for it do you listen to them all the time i listen to podcasts on the way up here (laughs) two of them (laughs) son of a bitch uh
1: juan i'm ready okay well let's get the music started Uh, (laughs) the fuck i
2: don't know i'm not doing anything face first with hard luck hard shots steve smirly with hard luck
1: kicks a card shot steve smirly was with hard luck luck on the mission with hard luck face first face first with hard luck hard shots steve smirly was with hard luck kicks a card shot steve smirly was with hard luck Good afternoon, and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the bunker today in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host and partner
3: is yeah.
2: Yeah. Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant yeah. barbarian.
1: I like that. You like Her that? Up. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Energy. Fuck. Now that's savage.
2: Yeah, that is savage. That's the heart of the savage fucking beast right there. They don't fuck around. I fucking like guitars. I like fucking screaming. I like fucking drums.
3: Can't you see? Sean, are you yeah. a fan of Pantera? Yeah. Up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not? Is. He loves Pantera. Nah, that's Sean's. Sean with his shrub. I know. It. I know. Speaking of Sean, so yeah. Sean Sound. Engineer, old oh, blue eyes himself.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Sean Lewis. Nigga, you
1: need to get up, get out, certified get audio profession. Don't yeah. let the days of your life pass by. Engineer, get up, get out, and get something. Mm. Don't, don't spend cool all your time pressure. trying to get high. Mm. You need to get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never do this? Even this is song. You, you gotta to get, up, get up, get out, do something. Yeah, sounds
2: you like he's talking I, I, you talking to
1: Schmidt. Who's that? Damn! Get fucking nice. fired up! I like that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we have a guest on. One of my friends, one of my homies from the city of Santa Monica. That guy could be my son. His age. He's a younger generation coming out of Santa Monica. Like to introduce and bring in my friend. Zo, welcome to the show, Zo, yeah. Big Zo, Welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, yeah. Hey, before we go, I want to give you a shout-out. Uh, I don't want to give you ups on this choice for your intro song by Manny B. Of course, the homie right there. Shout-out Manny B. Shout-out Manny B.
0: Uh, music also... Produced by my cousin, DJ 5AM So, you know, yeah. just had to keep it all in the city type deal Put yeah. on
1: for them. Santa I'm Monica in the house
0: Yep, iTunes Yeah, we're plugging it up What's up, man? Man, chilling, I'll be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous right now Yeah? I
2: yeah, are like, you nervous? Uh,
0: I mean a little bit, I feel like I could talk But now that I got a microphone in, in front of me, it feels
1: like my words are going to be judged. Now. You, were, you, yeah, you know they what, probably will. They don't worry. will be, yeah, worry they about will it. be a little bit, Zoe. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something like this. Like, <clears throat> there's a lot of reasons. Look at Zoe's probably like fucking close to 30 years uh, younger than me, and uh, and we're going to get into that. Um, his 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 pops was one of my homeboys, right? And uh, he's from um, the next generation. But what I wanted to say was, and we're going to get down that path, Zoe. The reason I have you around. Bring you around. One of the qualities about you is you're real quick on your feet. I feel like I could drop you in almost any situation with any type of people. And you would start engaging and have a conversation. You're just like that, bro. I, I don't think you're like that. I know you're like that. And that's a gift, man, to be able to like move around um, and not really change up who you are, but meet whatever the surrounding situation is. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100 You don't change. You're always Zoe, but you're able to move in and, like, so you're mature in that way, brother. You know. Well,
2: so is there anything that puts more pressure on what you're about to say than feeling nervous and then Big Luck says, by the way, you always know what to say in any situation where I drop you, so just fucking better come with it, So You better fucking come with it. It's definitely added an extra <laughs>
0: degree element. Or, or element of <laughs> difficulty already just to start off. Um... But nah the only thing that I really be worried about is there are times where my mind will just go completely blank. Mm -hmm. And I'll be in the middle of something. And sometimes like it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to be something profound. Uh Yeah. But I'll be in the middle and dead quiet and I won't be able to find it back. So I'm just hoping, praying that today is not one of those days. You
2: just described old
0: uh, blue yeah, eyes communication Well, style. no,
1: I thought you was going <laughs> to about. That's why you came up with sound bites for Lefke Well, he was drifting off into silence. All day. Well,
2: the other thing is, is that yeah, I was just like, did yeah. you see the show that we were doing <laughs> right yeah, before that? I mean, it, it, yeah. none of that made no sense. rhyme and reason. Yeah, any none of it. it. Yeah. I was sitting there trying to get him to re- stop reading, and then he just goes right into reading mm. the yeah. whole thing.
0: Well, I mean, I think the crazy, the crazy, but. The functional aspect of a majority of podcasts, not just yours, but podcasts I listen to, uh, it's it's just a collective group group of people who, albeit they might be homies or not, everybody has their own specific opinion, and everybody wants to kind of get like their own time on the microphone mm-hmm. so sometimes you have people talking over each other yeah. i mean oh yeah i could see sean right here <laughs> me- messing with the messing with the eqs and everything so, <laughs> yeah. and i'm sure like on, on on bigger stuff where you got people yelling or you know some people are passionate about stuff it could be a little hectic but um no like i said i listen to a lot of podcasts so i feel like i'm, I'm pretty well versed hey right
2: alonzo here. alonzo alonzo since you just said
1: it why don't you what are some podcasts you listen yeah to? bro All right, so um, besides the hard luck show, of course.
2: Wait, 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 we'll get to that one because he said he was listening to a couple episodes on the way up here. But All right, first, what do you listen to?
0: So I listen to the Joe Budden podcast. uh, Hold
2: on, stop. Joe Budden, Sean, who is that? Yeah, the, uh, he's a rapper. Uh, so, what's going on? Is, is that show still going? So I heard there's it some is. Drama.
0: It is going. There has been a lot of drama. Um, as as my girl likes to put it, there's been a lot of tea going on on the podcast. But um, I so, guess what it's come down to, from what I've taken from it, is some people or his two other co anchors, co hosts, friends, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they feel as if they aren't getting compensated fully or they feel as if the compensation they are receiving they're missing out on a little more of the pie so they want to get you know the books and stuff audited and
2: wait 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 wait
0: it's a lot of stuff. Hold it's, on it's a deep. second. <laughs> wow, so, so it's really making
1: making a lot of money over there off the podcast, right? They're oh, yeah. fighting People about are fighting money over it. Yeah. All right, so Sean... we ain't having those fights, are we? No, everything's calm and clean. We're and fighting cool. now. Who, who's going to pay? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah. no, not even right. It's
2: all it's all quiet on the western front yeah, over here. Hey, yeah. uh, okay. Let's see, I wanna give a little sample here um of this show because uh, I wanna hear what people are fighting. Them. Here using code JBP. Forget that coming in, the outside, oh, Not shit,
1: just
0: those two that aren't Joe button yeah. are no longer on the show. Rory and Maul, yeah, no longer on the show.
3: Yeah,
2: and this is the this is the most recent one they have on, on Spotify right now. I just pulled it up. Episode 382, thank you.
0: Oh, see, so, so you are even further behind. Yeah. So they had a big deal with Spotify. So essentially, they hooked up with Spotify yeah. in a time where they needed a big corporate backing to kind of make everything that Joe has in his head going on, like, make it happen, right? Right. So once— They get on there, their numbers go crazy, the amount of traffic that they bring in to Spotify alone. I guess there's like an algorithm to where you can tell when they have like their highest traffic peak and it was when their show was um, being aired. And once Joe and I guess his lawyer or team of lawyers, uh, once they saw how much power they had or or I guess how how much attention they were bringing in, they wanted to renegotiate a deal, and not only did they want more money, but Joe, as the creator of the show, he wanted ownership, and Spotify was willing to give them more money, but not give him um any ownership in his stuff and around this time that that was getting messy for them was around the time that Joe Rogan had signed on um for with his, Spotify, like- yeah, for a hundred million right, so at the time it was easy for people to compare right. one podcast wanting to leave and another another podcast wanting to come in, and that was giving the critics um, ammo to kind of pit the Joe Rogan experience versus the Joe Budden podcast, albeit two totally different, different spaces things. that they work in.
2: But both um, named Joe.
0: Exactly, yeah. That's probably the, the only difference.
3: I'm but. sure
2: that there was some big fucker up in the front office that was like, well... If we want to reduce the leverage of Joe Budden, let's bring in another big ass fucking name that can drive some traffic and now we're not held by the short hairs by fucking Joe Budden. Now we got Joe Rogan, right? And now if Joe Budden leaves, he leaves.
0: Yeah, I mean it
2: If he dies, he dies.
0: If he dies, he dies. Yeah. I mean it it helped out, I guess, for the time being or in the moment for Spotify because bringing in somebody like Joe Rogan, he's you know been on kind of like a cult classic show now in um fear factor aside from dana white i feel like joe rogan is the face definitely the voice of ufc right so you have somebody who in that particular space already has a pretty big platform Right, you know he's bringing
2: mean? a big crowd.
0: So they're sure they able to.
2: Steve, to you want to hear what Joe Budden's like big baller. You want to hear what a podcast that's making yeah. money where people are fighting each other for the. for the? Okay, here we go. Okay, they got that horn sound. Everyone needs a horn sound, I guess. I like Need the clean. horn.
3: No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no no, 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 <laughs> no, we need to. Get... <laughs>
2: Sean, audio-wise, how are we looking for their show? Yeah,
1: just just case sure. funny, Listen, you <laughs> Hey, Spotify podcasters, have fun with your unions. Hey, have fun trying to kick Rogan out the building, you bitch. See, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
2: this I'm is it. This is alive. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: What do you think about that, Steve? You just heard kind of like the energy, the level. I kind of see you sort of trying to. Your your eyebrows are creasing. You're furrowing your brow. Um, does, does that sound different than our show? Does that sound? <laughs> how does that sound to you? It sounds exactly like I thought it would. Right. Sounds kind of like a morning show, right? Like Mm -hmm. one of these hip-hop morning shows? Yep. Like Big Boy in the Morning? Right. Right? Doesn't that kind of sound like that? Yep. Big Boy in the Morning? Hi, we're going to throw it down to Alicia E. What's up, Alicia E? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's really hot out here. Alicia E, tell us about what happened last night. You know what? You can go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. Sean, what do you think? Audio-wise, you listen to Joe Budden and all that other stuff. What is your take on that? Sounds good. You like it? (laughs) I've never listened to the podcast. Oh, well, that says a lot. All right, what other podcasts are you listening to?
0: Uh, So aside from that one, um, I listen to the Bodega Boys. Um, They're two dudes out of New York. So a lot of the references that they come up with are in regards to New York. I have no idea. I've never been to New York, but they're very much like my humor, very dry, very uh, wise a 35-plus-year-old making these type of jokes, Uh, good little... I guess uh passer buyer type of type of podcast. Yeah, yeah, entertainment for me. And then um for someone that I just started listening to, his name is Rob Dial. He do, his podcast is the mindset mentor. And I've he he comes out with podcasts it's probably like ten to, to twenty minutes, any any time in between there. And he's really helped me personally with just like changing the perspective and, and how I view how I view life, how I take in information and
2: So it's like a motivational podcast. Exactly. Guy. All right, yeah. real quick, Bodega Boys, let's just have a little a little taste of what Bodega. I like the name I got to.
3: And New York is very different in Manhattan. There's some patches now you wouldn't even believe our sketch. Like, you'd be on, like, Madison in the 70s, and, like, they just straight up selling Gucci bags. And the guy, I'm like, yo, the cop's around? The guy's like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. That's on them if they come around. I'm like, oh, okay. She's different now. And, yeah. like, there's, like, heroin heads everywhere shooting up. But then this is.
2: Steve, you got to take on that? Uh, this is, by the way, this is no judgment on what you're listening to. I no, it's all good, we though. listen to other. I'm trying to figure out these other podcasts are out there. People are listening to them, and I get fucking pissed because most of the time I listen to these podcasts, I'm like, they kind of suck. They're okay. They ain't setting the world on fire. Like, where's the fucking shit? That Pod Save America. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I will wipe my ass with that right in the middle when I have corn shit. I can't stand that fucking. Mo- so, Steve, this one here, Bodega Boys, is that like? Are you gonna?
1: Like- they're not really that? bothering you Great They're doing anything For a podcast Right And I've heard of them And I think I might Do a that? couple little Spits of it here and there
2: Man do you like it? I
1: don't oh. want to hear anything special But I gotta hear the content What they're talking about But just the sound of it Yeah Nothing exciting Sean? I gotta hear the content uh, I don't think I would listen to that Just cause I'm not I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a
3: New Yorker Right, right. Yeah I like I going to
1: I got a real Like I'm not gonna give any Good opinions out on podcast? Because I don't hear anything that's... That great. That great. Right. I think that... What's that crime? Cr- I think I like there's fucking parts of Crime Junkie that I like. Sure. There's shows like that that I like. Yeah. But sure. those shows, I think it's, it's clear to see why I like them. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, a yeah. lot of people are like, that's dope. Because it's dope some of the stuff they do. Yeah. And it's kind of cut out different than our podcast. That's like a true crime show almost. But right. audio um Uh, But Mm -hmm.
2: okay so alonzo what what episode were you listening to on your way up here from our show
0: oh no i wasn't saying that i was saying i listened to a couple uh podcasts on my way up here so i started out with rob dial like i was saying and then i was listening to the joe budden podcast on the way up here
2: gotcha have you listened to the hard luck um i've
0: listened i know that there was one <laughs> that i listened no. to that was no, a no that's one.
2: a I'm fat ass you. like the oh, one i listened one to was...
0: in vain was the one that, that i was on. in yeah, yeah with with the, the lemonade with one. the lemonade one yeah. so i listened to oh
2: uh, yeah i had your name on it you were like yeah,
0: yeah well yeah you guys tagged me in it you guys sent yeah. it to me yeah so uh yeah i definitely peeped it out but honestly it's no dig to y'all i'd rather be honest with you than yeah, go lie ahead. to you right. but i'm a creature of habit and honestly unless somebody like puts it in front of me i kind of just stay with like my program like what what works with me um i don't know if y'all are like into astrology or anything like that but uh my sign is is a earth sign so i'm very grounded and yeah. it makes sense because a lot of the shit that i do is like the same type of shit that i always what's do. your sign I'm a Capricorn. I'm no a homo. Goat. What's yeah. your
2: sign? No homo. Yeah, I'm a Capricorn. A Capricorn is the goat. The goat, exactly. Earth sign. Yes, sir. With the
0: fish tail. With a fish tail. That means I'm emotional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Why
2: you. is that funny? Like you both, both
3: you yeah. and and Sean laugh. Like,
1: I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a Cancer. I'm emotional. Like I think every sign says that they're emotional somewhere. Like I'm, I'm really sensitive. Right. But they all say that, but right. No, but it, what is your? I'm emotional. Here? I'm a Cancer, and it says I'm really sensitive. Yeah, right.
0: they are. They're good for for taking in emotion, like um, water sign being like ebbs and flows. Like they can take in a lot, but they hey, also bro, how old, old are you? How old are you? Uh, twenty nine. But sometimes did, wait, I wake wait, wait, up, did, I feel like wait. I'm sixty. <laughs> <laughs> My hairline how, will say something. Yeah, but how would you
2: get into astrology at twenty nine, man? Like, what, um, what? That sound like something from the seventies. Like, what are you doing? To be honest, man,
0: like, so the past couple of years have been, they've been very up and down in the sense of, I feel like I've been trying to like reinvent myself or I feel like I'm going through like this mental change. So the things that I was never interested in before or things that I never, like things that have never crossed my mind before are now starting to. Cross my minds or I'm a little more eager because something sounds Like it could either help me or I don't know just really catches my interest So I kind of I have an addictive personality in the sense of like when I'm interested in something I Google it I YouTube it I hit up my friends or whatever it may be just to get all that info
2: What's causing you to or what caused you to? Uh, reinvent yourself or feel like you're reinventing yourself. What happened? Uh, well
0: so I a couple of things. So prior to I guess what I'm doing now, um I played professional baseball like my whole life and um so once I stopped playing that, I kind of had like uh, an identity crisis to be honest sure. just right.
2: cuz that was
0: that was my you. shit. That was me. Okay, know? so
2: back in your baseball days, you say pro ball. Were you in? Were you in the minors? Were you yeah. working up the farm system? I
0: was in the minors. I was unbelievably close to to making it. How close were you? Uh, I so the year that everything kind of fell apart. I had broke with the major league team out of spring training to go play in a couple exhibition games, like two or three games um we played in the old montreal expos stadium um i I believe it was called uh olympic stadium but we played there and just like sitting in like the office and just hearing you know the people that kind of push the buttons and make things go you know to hear them look at you know a group of us and say hey you guys are our next crop coming up you know this is kind of our plan for you you and you and what was the plan for you um, there was there was two guys ahead of me, um and I was supposed to like follow up after that and I kind of just let the moment really just take over everything that I had really like worked towards i like, got i I got caught up in that meeting and my mind never left that meeting what does that mean
2: bro what does that mean wow yeah explain it describe what's going
0: on so like so as the season goes right like when you're in the minors the minors are are like the freeway this that's the best way i can describe it and people get off people keep going some people pass you up some people come right you know on your fucking bumper and get you the fuck out of the way and um and that's that's crazy. That's actually a really perfect way to describe it. That so of it. as yeah. so once once we were done in Montreal, uh, the the minor league guys we we went off to wherever we were going. So I broke off into our our double A affiliate, which was in um, New Hampshire, Manchester, uh, great city, by the way. But um, so when you're playing, obviously everything the second that you get even into the parking lot it's it's just baseball all the time so we walk in tv's on it's it's fucking sports center it's mlb tonight baseball all the time so having baseball around you get caught up with all the transactions that are going on who's going up who's going down Mm -hmm. who got hurt Mm -hmm. everything in the world so um everything in the minors kind of is like a when there's a move made in Double A, it's a trickle down effect. So mm. someone in High A is going to come up. Someone in Low mm-hmm. A is going to come up. Rookie ball, Dominican Summer League. Like people move up when people move up, and mm. and and when they move down. Right. So there was a point during the season where everything that that was discussed in that room started to happen. Mm. Man. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, guy A, boom, he's up there. Guy B gets moved up, but he's like on deck to, to to finally make it. So I'm looking at me like, all right, like I'm I'm next and what you guys like what what people might not realize is mm-hmm. um when you're playing baseball or when when you're doing anything that, that takes like a lot of focus mm-hmm. diverging from the task at hand mm-hmm. can get exposed. God, and oh. as a pitcher When things aren't going right, any pitcher will tell you that mound turns into an island. Coaches will tell you (laughs) there are times where it turns into an island and we can't save you unless it's time for you to get pulled out of the game. (sighs) So I start getting caught up in like, oh, shit, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm I'm thinking of like times when I'm a kid playing Little League. I'm thinking of like my grandpa, like just combos that I had, teachers that said it wasn't going to happen, arguments I had with friends. Just I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is going to happen. And as I'm thinking that and already kind of assuming that to be, my game starts to falter. Oh,
1: oh, oh man. Dude.
0: And, Fuck. of course, Fuck as it. as uh. I start, you know, pitching like shit, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. People that weren't in that room start, and I'm going back to the freeway, enter on the freeway like a bat out of fucking hell. Yeah. They're right on my ass. Yeah. And then... I look behind; they're no longer there. They're ahead of me. Oh. So it was just—it was a lot that fast. It happens quick when when yeah. It 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 differs from organization to organization. Like the Dodgers, um, they're not going to have a whole bunch of moves because their team up top is is fucking locked in. You know, there might be a couple guys who move up and down but those guys are 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 interchangeable Mm -hmm. like they always come up it'll be a couple pitchers here and there but for a team like the blue jays like the orioles the a's like they need to see what they have in the minor league system right because albeit they might be billion dollar teams the ownership might not be known to spend a lot of money on multiple players a couple players here and there cool but to be like a Yankees-Dodgers where I'm getting Mookie Betts, I'm giving him mm-hmm. X amount, then I'm going to get you know Trevor Bauer and mm-hmm. giving him that, a lot of teams don't do that. And the time when when it was my time to strike while the iron was hot, mm-hmm. we were in a little bit of a rebuilding stage, right? So it was almost like we want to see what we have. So even if you're doing – Okay, for a month, a month and a half, we're going to move you up to see what it's like. And um, they
2: wanted to check the inventory.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They knew that there was going to be a mm-hmm. couple trades and shit, a couple big contracts that they were going to have to go after. And, you know, we see it. We see it right now. They got Ryu and, and George Springer. Did you and have stuff a baseball
2: like nickname? Sometimes these guys got like Wild Thing or fucking <laughs> Zo- you know, yeah. The situation or whatever the nah, fuck. Nah,
0: I was never uh I was never that cool enough. I don't think. Like I was good. Don't get me wrong. But it's, I, I never threw a hundred miles an hour um, or anything like that. So I.
2: But to be to be where you were at, all right. Let's let's not fucking bullshit ourselves. To be where you're at, you gotta be pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, so, most yeah. definitely. Right, most
0: definitely.
2: So what what's the difference between a shithead pitcher and a pitcher who's on the verge of making it to the show?
0: Well. Believe it or not, there are shithead pitchers that are in the show. Mm-hmm. How did right they get now. there?
2: How did they get there?
0: Um, I mean, there's a lot of factors that that really go into it. Sometimes um, there are guys that get paid a lot of money out of high school and or college, and the people that invest five hundred plus grand into somebody um, for any business person out there, you always want to have a solid uh, return on your investment, mm-hmm. and if that doesn't turn out, then shit you end up losing your job and if you invest in a lot of quote-unquote shitty companies or players that don't really turn out to be what you expect them to be you end up losing your job so there are a lot of guys that get put in those positions just to save somebody's job you know um other guys are just something about them is like they the team just wants them to be successful, and then there are other guys that they might be shitheads, but they're just really fucking good. Like they well, when I say really shit, I mean, like, shit.
2: loser pitchers that aren't really that good. What makes a pitcher, technique-wise or mindset-wise, how do you go from just being, hey, I was good in high school, and I played a little bit of college ball, to, no, I'm in the fucking farm leagues, and I'm actually at the verge of making it to the big show? What's the difference in the pitchers?
0: Um to me, from from what I've seen uh, and just speaking personally, I, I think it all comes down to like what's going on like in between your ears. Right. because um, I've played with guys who any given day of the week, they will shut down any fucking team anywhere from any generation, any era, doesn't fucking matter. And then there are other guys where you're looking, and you're just like how the how the fuck did you end up over here? <laughs> and honestly, a, most of it comes down to like what your mind state is. Like, right. What it, what is it when you're out there? There there are some guys who who give off a very tough, a very uh, badass, I guess, approach out there on the mound. But the second they get punched in the mouth, it's like they don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Right. And then there are other guys where the house could be burning down, their mom could be in a fucking car accident, and they could be drowning, and you look at them and it's like they're just chilling on a Sunday afternoon. I feel like those people who don't let the moment get too big, yeah, um, both ways, whether they're yeah.
2: Yeah. good or bad
0: at it or they shit the bed, yeah. The people that are successful and the people that are productive in a very long season, yeah, those are the ones that just, they stay fucking even keeled.
2: And so, you're up there on the island.
0: Yeah, it was an island a lot. That last year was a big <laughs> island, I'll tell yeah. you that. Mm-hmm.
2: What it was, was a- your worst night on the island? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, my worst night on the island, fuck. Alright, so... We're playing against the Trenton Thunder, and I know none of y'all know, but that's the Yankees double-A team. Mm. And that team in particular is the team that is on the Yankees right now, right? Mm. So I'm facing, you know— Fucking... Kano and fucking... No, 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 right? no, 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 not Cano. No, but, but
2: some fucking yeah. serious
0: dudes. Yeah, like, you got, like, Glaber Torres out there on the team. You got Kyle Higashi. What Oka, time do these like,
2: What time do these games start?
0: Um, So we... Official game time is normally around, like, 7 o'clock. Yeah. But we, as the players, we get there probably around 12-1, just really depending on... No,
2: I'm just asking you because I'm trying to set the... I'm, I want to set the stage.
0: All right, so this is All right, so
2: it's, it's the Thunder... It's, it's it's the Yankees versus it,
0: the Jays pretty much in double A. So right. it'll be the Thunder versus the Fisher Cats. That right. was the name of my team.
2: Fuck. And how many people are in the stands, you think?
0: Oh man, on the best day maybe 200 300,000.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to, you know, paint this scene. Okay. So you're on this fucking thing. Now, um they, you, and already maybe have you at this point is the weight of the world on your shoulders yet? Very much so. Oh, very fun. much so. Sean, have you ever had to pitch with the weight of the world on your shoulders? No. Okay. So then you're sitting there, right? Are you and expecting
1: somebody? No. You?
2: Is somebody hanging out? What are you looking for? Yeah, she can. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Let- um just for Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, yeah, uh, somebody came by, the their little girl needs to yeah. use the restroom, and we're in the middle of an action pack. We're setting the scene for this fucking so weight on the <laughs> yeah, world. Have them come in. Yeah, yeah. Major league. Okay, here we go. Back to this. All right. wild thing. All right. So Alonzo, Alonzo the cannon, That was his name. <laughs> Got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Now, are you the starting pitcher? No, I um I'm a reliever. Okay, hold on. I'm a relief right. pitcher. So you're when did so so you're watching the game? You're in the dugout, right? And it's just so. like this show, right? It's down in the ground. You guys are sitting on benches. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, there are there people chewing huge wads of chewing tobacco?
0: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I have my. I mean, that's that's what you that's what you what, do. What was your brand? Um, Copenhagen. Yes. Wintergreen. I mean, um, oh, which one? It was the blue one. Uh, Mint, mint. That's what it was. It was Copenhagen mint. I'm a Kodi. I'm a I'm a
2: Kodiak guy or a Grizzly Wintergreen long cut. Those destroyed my gums. <laughs>
0: yeah, destroyed man. them. Right, crushed them. All of that I fiberglass. And I
2: used to play. I used to mess around with a guy that used to fucking have a uh, chewing gum and chewing tobacco oh, so, in the gum.
0: So he had like the the Red Man.
2: Yeah. And but he would mix it with gum and he'd just be it. Oh yes, good gum and fucking
0: that or like Levi Garrett, I think is another brand. um, Right, you could put. I know people that would put like Skittles and stuff in there to make it like sweet so they don't even have to put the gum. A lot of like the Latino players, they will mix it with some sort of whiskey or something like that. Right. And they put it in and that one. I knew a guy that used to put No, I used
2: to know I used to know a guy that used to chew tobacco and all that. And he used to he was from Ecuador. He used to put that fucking I don't know what it's called, but that like the juice from the carrot and the jalapeno.
0: That one I never heard he of.
2: He poured that in his chaw, and he would just chew that and fucking laugh at us. He was missing one tooth in the front, but he that was it. The guy was great. Yeah. C- his I name was expect- Pedro. Amazing Ooh, guy. like that. Pedro the killer. Shout out, All Pedro. Pedro. All right. So you're in the dugout. You're sitting there. Now, are you guys winning or losing at this point?
0: All right. So this situation, my homie was pitching. He was he was starting at the time. Shout out to homie, Connor Green. Connor Green. Lux, you already know. yeah. yeah. So... Connor, my homie Connor's starting, and me and Connor were kind of in the same position because like Connor at this point should have already been in the majors. Like he should have got <sighs> through like 105 miles an hour. Still right. still throws that hard. But whatever. So he's pitching. And as a reliever, there are different roles as as relievers. So you have like your closer, you have your setup guy, you have your, your long relief guy, you have like your lefty specialist, whatever. <laughs> I right. fell in lefty the category <laughs> of like pitching to lefties or long relief guy because I was a former starter. So I could go out there and pitch, you know, two plus innings if need be. Right. And this was one of those games. So Connor's pitching and we're up, I think, by one or two runs. And this is, all, this is the third inning already. And just to paint the picture, like, our team, we were trying to make the playoffs. Uh, Trenton was the best team in our division. They were beating our ass every single time. Like, they beat the shit out of us every single time. And that particular series, we had, like, all the big dogs in town. So we had, like, our assistant GM. We had the player, the head player of personnel um, or player development and i'm already thinking like shit i'm going to come in to this game and i'm feeling like shit i don't have nothing but i'm just like you know what fuck it like i just i kind of just got to go out there with just the way that i'd have to go out there is just like if i'm actually going to fight them you know what I mean? Cause that that's just what it was. That's how I'd get locked in. That's how I would lose like my anxiety and my nerves. Mm-hmm. Like it would mm-hmm. be a real fight to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm telling myself everything under the sun, like, oh, you're gonna let them take money from you. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, just everything and anything to try and get uh, that in little that mental advantage. Right? right. So Connor gets taken out. It's bases loaded. He gets taken <sighs> out. Bases loaded. One out. So thank God I get brought in, and the guy, the the, in the place in the lineup for the for the Thunder, I think it was like the eighth or the ninth batter. And he wasn't he wasn't that he wasn't that good. Um, so all I'm thinking is, ground ball, double play. I get the fuck out of here. I'm mm. thinking of like again. I haven't even made, the first pitch of the game. Right. And I'm already thinking like I'm fucking out of the shit so i'm warming up boom boom, feeling good and i'm talking to my catcher danny jansen and he's like you know what you have to do i'm like yo let's go inside first couple pitches let's just get this shit and get the fuck out like i need to sit down
1: going and when cool. you say go inside you're gonna throw high high inside pitches yeah shirt? yeah i'm, right, I'm right. gonna
0: throw in because I, I i want we have our infield playing in um so what Essentially, that's telling me and what it's telling like the fans and stuff is that I want to keep the ball on the infield because right. we want to get the run at home. Right. So I throw first pitch.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Don't get there yet. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. So you're there. <clears throat> now, how do they tell you that you're up to... to mm. you better, do they tell you like, hey, fucking Lonzo, start warming up, motherfucker? Well, that, yeah. Eventually, it gets to that,
0: but... Like I said, and you, you have to remember what your role is. Yeah. So I know that I'm a long relief guy. I knew that at that point I hadn't thrown for a couple days. Yeah. So I know that I was at the top of that list for fresh arms to go out there and mm-hmm. throw. Right. So once I saw him kind of start to get in trouble... Mm-hmm. Everybody in the in the bull It's like it, You just know it, Yeah, Everybody starts talking It's like fucking penguins You know like we all Just are looking <laughs> yeah. around Like okay it's time to go It's time to go <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So we have some guy Manning the walkie talkie The guy manning the walkie talkie Is the closer Because he's not throwing To the end right Right And you don't He doesn't need to get called to, to get he already knows Yeah So boom It goes off And we all Just like stop You know oh. game's going on But yeah. we just all stop And they're like Gonzo get going So
2: Okay, so... Shhh, Gonzo, on. get going. Shhh, Gonzo. Shhh, get a big G. Big G Gonzo. Exactly. Right, so, hold on. So, you start warming up, right? Yes, sir. You talk to Danny. Danny's like, you know what you have to do. right? <laughs> and you're like, Shh, listen, we're going to go high inside. No, we're- just in. Not high in. Okay, not high in. We're going to go inside. Shh, not high, Danny, you f- stupid fucker. We're going <laughs> inside. Okay, we're going to go inside. A fucking couple pitches, a couple outs, and we're going to sit the fuck down. You got me? Look at me. Look at me. You understand that, Danny? <laughs> exactly. Right. Don't fuck. All right. So then who goes out to tell the pitcher that's in trouble like hey it's time to come in um so
0: normally the pitching coach will come out the first time try and talk him through of if there's somebody warming up the pitching coach will come out to to give the guy in the bullpen you know a couple more throws right, right. um but it's when the manager comes out when you start to see the manager walk out then no Did the manager walk out? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. So, so the, he
2: does the long walk. He
0: right. does the long walk, the long, slow walk. Right. So,
2: yeah. Now, do you. So when he's coming back, are you now starting to walk out to the island? When he starts walking out, the. Like the.
0: Well, on our side, it'll be the right field line umpire. Yeah, like runs over to the bullpen, and he's like, "All
2: right, you know,
0: you're in the game."
2: Okay, and so what do you do? Do you like squeeze your tits? Do you like punch yourself in the arm? Like you're getting ready to go out there? I throw. I
0: get one more throw. I I throw it as hard as I can. I don't care where it goes. There's been <laughs> a lot of times where I've thrown the ball and it just fucking goes straight back to the to to the um to the backstop. But I throw it, and right when I do that. All I can, all I tell myself is like, fuck these fools. They're trying to take money from you. <laughs> like, I swear <laughs> on everything that I love. Like, that's the I only thing. I
1: love that, bro. I love it too. I love that you said that I say to myself, I
0: have to. Yeah, I have I get, to.
1: Right. You got to give. I pumped. had to pump myself to, up for a couple fist fights and I had to pump
2: Always, up, always. Hey, dude. get on that mic, homie. Hey, so, wait, but when, but when, but so, okay. And then how, like, so now you walk. Out to that island, right? A little a little jog, yeah. A yeah. little bit of a jog. Yeah, out like, there. Fuck these fools trying to steal from
0: me. I'm gonna fucking put them in. Right All of that shit. When yeah. you
2: take the mound, do you have like a ritual or anything? You, oh yes, sir. what's your yes, ritual? Sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually again I'll get the ball. First one is just a heater, I'm throwing in, um, right down the middle. Then I'll throw two fastballs in, a fastball away, two sliders, boom. You're ready. I'm ready to go. So and you did that. I broke it down to like to like five. Yeah. So once that happens, the ball goes around, boom, I look to my third base and I get the ball. So I stand behind the mound.
2: Wait, before you go, let's remind everyone the stakes. Bases loaded. Bases loaded, one out, third inning. And your entire fucking career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for real. Okay. Now go. All right. So um I say my little prayer which uh, is um <laughs> so i do i do my little prayer with with my hands um like rocky yeah exactly i do that and then you know i say you know fuck these fools are trying to take money from you <laughs> and then yeah. um fuck these fools exactly
2: <laughs> yeah. I it's like hell may for
3: fuck these fools are yeah. trying <laughs> to fucking yeah. steal That's
0: money right. so i do that yeah. i do that behind the mound And then I have some shit like written on the inside part of my hat. Yeah. So I'll I'll have like little cues like stay focused. Whatever pissed me off or or whatever got me locked in. So I'll have that. Like I putting down like my fucking booking number before. Like just to just anything to get me fucking motivated. So I'll go, I'll look at that shit. Cool. I step on the mound before I, I, I dig into the rubber. I always tell myself like you're the best pitcher down, right? So I'll say that like as I'm pitching and the guy steps in, so like I know all I gotta do is just get a ground ball. I throw the first pitch, he swings through it. I get and I look behind. I always look at the radar gun after my first throw because I always feel like shit. But I turn around and it was like ninety three, ninety three, ninety four. So I was like, all right, for sure, nice. A one
2: pitch down, strike.
0: Strike. Fuck. So I'm like, all right, you're good. Like, don't do too much. Don't, don't try and throw a hundred. Like, you're good where you're at. Right. You don't even feel great, and the shit's coming out, beast. Right. Stay locked in. Mm. Locked, locked in. <laughs> so, Danny, again, we had that that pre-game talk. So he already knows. He sets up, doesn't even put the finger down. My hands already fastball. I come set. I throw it. The guy hits it, broken bat, literally what it's supposed to be. Hits it to our shortstop, Richard Ureña, who is in the majors, who's probably one of the best two or three shortstop I've ever played with in my life. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless
1: partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: Makes an error, Mm -hmm. fumbles the ball, tries to be too quick, safe across the boards. And when I tell you, I saw when he fumbled it that first time, I was like, this is going to be bad. And. That game for sh- like I didn't get released. Like Hold I played on. the rest of the season. I didn't get released that game, but I know that that was the game where it was just like.
2: Let's move so on he to the next so guy. so he hits the ball.
0: Broken bat, broken bat,
2: barely barely hit it. Fucking like the natural, broken bat, broken bat, and he, the guy makes an error. How many runs scored?
0: Uh, one scored on that, but it was the top of their lineup again. And the guy, the guy that they had on their team, they had dressed, they had just traded for him. His name was Tito Polo. What a name, right? Right. They had just traded for him, and I played against him when he was on the Pirates. And when they traded for him, he was fucking hitting like the ball was like a beach ball to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And following him was Glaber Torres, who's the starting second baseman for the Yankees right now, who I wanna say he was like ten for twelve, ten mm. for eleven off of us in the series already, mm. like leading up to it. It was it was just rough. It was it was all fucking right. rough.
2: Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's not gloss over this. This is this is maybe all right. So you're sitting there one run in. Base is still loaded. Yeah. Fuck, and then Tito Polo comes up. Yes, sir. Right, I'm looking at Tito on the wiki here, and I'm looking at Colombian. He's a fucking Colombian professional baseball outfielder. Yes, sir. He's got Pittsburgh Pirates, Yankees, White Sox, Mariners, all kinds of shit on his fucking jacket right here. Okay? Very much so. So, now, everyone—
1: it's funny kn- when he said he hits it like a beach ball
0: like that's, that's how he how was know. looking that's at the baseball was know. huge that's guy, what I'm guy couldn't miss guy could not bro. miss it's unbelievable
2: so when he steps up it's bases loaded you didn't cause the error but now the whole situation's calibrated now you really do have to fucking man up and fucking deliver
0: well not just that um as a reliever it's easy to be selfish and only worry about your runs and i know a lot of guys that If they come in on the bases loaded, of course they want to come in and and shut it down because it makes them look a lot better. But at the end of the day, you kind of know in the back of your head, like, all right, I could give up these three runs. It's not going to affect my numbers at all. Right. And, you know, we can live and die with that Mm -hmm. because anybody's going to give that person the bailout or the excuses. Man, you came in with the fucking bases loaded. Like, right. It was already. fucked. It was already fucked. But. I never operated that way, whether it was my first day playing with you or, like, the homie Connor, I've known you since, you know, we were in high school type deal. Um, so giving up those runs and knowing just Connor was fucking battling and grinding that year, too, with his own shit, <sighs> it was like, fuck, I'm letting myself down, I'm letting the team down, I'm letting the homie down, like, but once I started seeing, oh, and Jorge Mateo, that was, like, their top three guys. Ah. <sighs> He's he's in the bigs with the A's right now. But those are like their top three guys. And um, I knew facing them, I would need more than just my fastball. And I didn't have my slider. Like I had just lost the feel and the touch of like my breaking ball. And like I said, I didn't throw 100 miles an hour. And 95 to the average person sounds fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age of baseball, 95 is like... It's so common now. Everybody and their mother throws fucking 95 plus. Fuck. So, you know, all three of those guys, and, and you're looking at one of them right now, all three of those guys are in the bigs. Those right. are all big league hitters. So, if they couldn't hit what I was offering up, they wouldn't be where they're at. Right. You know they're
1: right. I mean? offering. Get on Get on it. Let, let that. me just make something clear, too. Like I, I worked with, and Vincent had a couple coaches that were like ex, like, baseball player guys, and I've been around a couple and watched the process. Dude, wait, you don't really, like... I don't think people really, really understand, like, your worst player on a baseball team... Right. ...can... will not miss a ball that's thrown over the plate. They might not hit off the side. They can just hitch... It's not hard for them to see the ball coming out of your hand from the mound. They, they just... It's it's unreal, dude, that what these guys are really doing when you really, really get on it. I've seen like Kelly Mann and shit just you could just Show lob a hundred balls to him, bro. You could lob a hundred balls wherever you want and he'd know how to peel everyone out of the park. Right. Take a fucked up pitch and hit it out of the park. Right. Take a high pitch and hit it out of the park. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because
2: they're that experienced. They have a talent, but they're also been practicing and doing this their whole fucking life. Right.
1: So when you get on, when you're talking about, like, some people like,
2: getting there, like, well, if you just throw it fast. i
1: like, these dudes will pick it up, bro. And they're not just going to make contact. They'll put it over the fucking fence on your ass. Oh, geez. right. Geez. It's crazy. I didn't mean to, but. No, no, no. no. People don't
0: really understand. They don't they don't and honestly like for a long time like i really didn't understand it like baseball is one of those sports and i mean any athlete or or fucking any person i know all you guys can can attest to this but like whatever profession you decide to i guess involve yourself in you never really reach a point where you're like all right like i've i've mastered this you know it's always like a learning process you you're always picking up new shit you're always picking up um new techniques, your you know, if you're around something long enough, you end up having to change like with the times so you're almost forced to adapt and if you don't adapt then you know you right just...
2: you can't just be babe Ruth forever. I mean even ba- babe numbers. Ruth
0: wouldn't survive it in, right. in in this day and age I mean mm-hmm. the guy was smoking cigarettes, drinking fucking beers, and mm-hmm. eating hot dogs like people now, I mean, fuck, you just heard Lep. He, he was like, man, like that guy, he looks good. Like, are you vegan? Like, mm-hmm. you say that to people who played in 2003, you asked if they're vegan, that probably, be like, man, you know, back the fuck up. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, I'm, right. a, I'm a man's man. But right. you now.
2: Red meat, motherfucker. Apex
0: athletes are like, I haven't had meat in months. Right. Like, I don't eat that exactly. at all. So it's, it's. I mean, fuck, Aaron Donald, like, that fool's straight vegan. He's right. He's the most, like, I'm good on any sort of interaction or altercation with that man.
2: <laughs> how bad did it? How bad did it get on that night then
0: for you? Um, man. So everybody that I named, Mateo, Polo, fucking Glaber, and everybody else on that lineup, uh, or yeah, on that lineup and fucking in the stands, it felt like they did not miss. I remember there was a point where. So I gave up all the Connor's runs surprise
3: surprise. Oh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Gosh, yeah. I that. gave up
0: all the Connor's runs and then everything started reflecting on me and I want to say we were we were up like 2 to 1 3 to 1 something like that and when I came out of the game it was like 7 to 2. Fuck. So I remember the the right before I got taken out I'd given up a double in the gap to a guy named tyler wade and that was a guy for since high a since spring training he's a monster he's a beast i've just i've always had success against him i don't know what it was maybe i just caught him on days where he was just like i don't need to waste my time with this guy you know right. but i always pitched well against him and i knew i knew even when things were going bad, there would be certain guys that I would have, like, like a thing over. Like, right. no matter what it is, I can get this person out. When I didn't number. get him out, I'm, like, going to back up third base, and I'm running past my homie Gunner, And I'm just like, yeah, this is it. Like, as I'm running past him to back him up, I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, this is it. So he gets the ball. I'm, like, walking up to him. This is my roommate, by the way. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, just tell Kaser he can— take my room like he can leave the living room like mm. you know he's like man don't talk like that and i like i stopped i remember before i like stopped and i looked and i was like guns like this was horrible mm. can't come back from and this. he just like he kind of just tossed me the ball and sure enough you know i see the skipper or the manager walking up and i'm looking at the the big fish that were there and they're not there anymore oh. like they're already in the office and I, it was it was, sucks, it was just all dude. bad
2: That's
3: you know what i mean sucks, like
2: Hey, how much, what mental fortitude does it take to go up against Tito and Jose, you st- and you're not coming out yet, it didn't look good, and you still got to perform, but you know it's not going good, but you're like, fuck it, I got to still show up and do it. How? How mu- What kind of mental fortitude does it take to pitch still in those circumstances?
0: Uh, To be honest, like, again, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it up to to anybody. Like I'm not I'm not a hater, like I'm not anything like that. So I want to preface what I'm about to say with that to say this, like I never gave a fuck who was in the box. Like I I didn't care who it was. I didn't care who they were supposed to be, like where they came from, who their peoples were. Like none of that mattered to me. My biggest obstacle and I feel like a lot of people's biggest obstacle Is themselves and and whether or not they truly believe, number one, that they should be in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then number two, most importantly, believing that not only are they ready for that moment and not only do people believe in them, but like that they're going to be proficient in that and that they're going to succeed in that moment more times at a knot and there was a there was a good stretch there was like a solid two three year stretch where like that's what it was it it really didn't matter like I just knew that I was going to get the job done but it was just something that I put myself there was something mentally I'd put on myself even before the season started that wasn't conducive to me making the dream come true
2: and when you walk off when the skip comes out i can't believe they really call him skipper but okay the skip comes out and you're walking off and you're heading back to that dugout what's it feel like to be like fuck we i came in at three one now i'm leaving seven two or whatever i mean you feel like a loser like (sighs) let's just call it
0: what it is you feel like a loser you know there aren't a whole bunch of people there but the people there who are your home fans who you've fucking woken up for at 7 8 a.m to sign balls and shit for for their families and all that type of (laughs) shit telling you you fucking suck i mean like it's, (laughs) it's 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 a tough one to take in but again at the end of the day like my biggest thing was like just trying to put on like for my fam and for my peeps and when when i felt as if like i was gonna fall short i felt the weight of the world drop on my shoulders and to be honest i looking back on it now the times where it was the most crucial to perform yeah was the time where i should have like really let go the most Mm. because for in order for my dream to flourish for anything to flourish like you can't hold on to that shit with the Absolutely. tight grip you got to let that shit grow good bad or indifferent and um i was trying to be too much in control and i was focusing on the things that i couldn't control and i felt like every pitch was the end all be all mm-hmm. and i mean fuck if you guys came out here and thought every word on the podcast was the end all be all i mean The shit wouldn't be. Nobody would
2: say shit. Fuck
0: no. No one would do it. I try to tell
2: people like shut the like. Don't worry about it. You are gonna suck. It doesn't matter. Let's go. All right. Let me ask you this. What's we just heard a heartbreaking, but also in some ways inspiring story. Right. What was your best night of pitching? The best night.
0: The best night of pitching. I had a few of those.
2: Yeah. Like what's one of. them?
0: my best one in, and and I wasn't even I wasn't even a pro like I was I was still trying to make it happen but there was one day um I was playing at Blair Field in Long Beach like right across the street from Long Beach Wilson and Blair Field is where Long Beach State plays at there's like a lot of big tournaments that that go down right there and we're playing there and it's a night game there's maybe four people there like not a whole bunch of people there, but it's a pretty important game because there's there's there are scouts there. the only people that are there are scouts in colleges, like fans and stuff, not at all right, so we're playing, I'm starting, and the first ending I could already feel like my focus was on and off, like I didn't really want to be there um. I was in high school at that time. So I think, like, me and my girl were arguing. Something, like, I was focusing on some shit that happened at school. I wasn't really there, though. And the first inning was cool. Like, fucking regularly scheduled programming. And in that second and third inning, it was just like, who the, like, where was the guy that pitched in the first inning? So I remember my coach, uh, Coach Mel. I don't know where he's at, but shout out Coach Mel. hope yeah. you're, you know, still kicking and breathing and all that. But my coach comes out. And he wasn't like a big rah rah guy, but when he raised his voice, it was kind of like like you listened. Not because he raised his voice, but it's just like oh shit, he he. This is out of his character type deal, right? Right. So he like comes out there, and when it's a meeting at the mound, usually like the shortstop and the Mm -hmm. catcher come. So as the shortstop's coming, he tells our shortstop, you know, like pretty much go the fuck back to shortstop. So the catcher comes out. And the catcher takes off his mask. He looks at the catcher. He's like, I'm not going to need you to say shit, pretty much. Like, I got this. So he's just standing there, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So finally, he takes the the game ball out of my hand. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm done, off, right? right? So yeah. I start walking off, and he, like, fucking puts his hand in my chest. And he's like, he's like, you think you're getting off this fucking easy? So I'm like, what is going on right here? And he has the baseball in his hand. He goes down to to the dirt behind the mound and pulls it out and, like, starts shifting his hands to where, like, there's only, like, the larger of the pebbles there that didn't, like, Mm -hmm. go through the cracks of his hand. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the first guy I saw come out here had this, right? He was like, he had fucking big nuts. He was (sighs) like, and the person that I'm fucking talking to Mm -hmm. right now, he was like, is this (laughs) shit right here? He was like, the people that are here to watch you. And he was like, I'm going to tell you, big guy, like they're here to watch you. (laughs) He was like, they want a guy like this. And this is all happening on the mound. It's Uh, fucking dead silent. (laughs) So I I know, I know that they're hearing it. I know it because I can hear my shortstop and people like, oh shit. Like he's getting, you know, ran through on the fucking mound. And. I'm like, all right, like I like I hear you. So I go to reach for the ball, like the, the game ball, and he pulls away. And he was like, you fucking look at me right now and tell me, are you going to pitch with fucking big balls or little balls? Right? So, like, I kind of look over and I see my grandpa over there. And he's like, I don't know. He didn't have to say anything. He wasn't going to say anything. But it was just like. He's right. Like, we both were like, he's right, talking about my coach. Your
2: grandpa was like, tell him the big balls. (laughs) So
0: I'm like, you know what? Like, fucking big balls. I promise you I finished that game with, like, 15 strikeouts. I didn't get – nobody got a hit. Nobody got on. There was a fucking solid moment where I had seven strikeouts in a row. I was throwing everything that I wanted to at Mm -hmm. fucking will. Will. I mean, when Ah. I tell you I just fucking (laughs) – I pulled – I just pulled it out and went in there with no fucking what does contraceptive, that feel like. Nothing. What's the
2: internal mm-hmm. feeling when that's on?
0: I I don't want this to sound like crazy or anything like that, but <laughs> dominating men like that or dominating mm-hmm. kids of your own age at that like that at your will, like knowing that they know what I'm gonna throw but they still can't do anything about it. You almost are just like, fuck, how come it can't be like this all the time? Like, how <laughs> how, how do I get in this group? How do I get in this stride? Sure. But, like, that that moment, honestly, like, really, like, that shit stuck with me. Even even with kids that I would give lessons and shit to on times where they're throwing to me in bullpens, and it's just a one-on-one. There's no fans. There's no fucking batters. There's no real competing aside from competing with themselves, but you can see like when they get discouraged mm-hmm. for for whatever it may be. And there have been times where I've fucking, you know, pulled that same shit out mm-hmm. that coach Mel pulled out on me and honestly, those bullpens like just fucking turned around. So whatever what it your,
2: was it helped. What did your grandpa say at the end of that game
0: to you? Um he said the exact I mean, like my grandpa didn't use like the same verbiage, but um I mean, it was just the same shit. And he was like, you know, Zo, like, you can be like this all the time. You just have to believe that you can be like this all the time. He was like, because people wouldn't just tell you that just right. to tell you, you know. And, man, that's when, like, that was probably, like, when everything really started to, like, become real, like, in the baseball shit. Because it, ne- it, it never, reg- like, I never thought about, I never thought about it. Like, out of ignorance, out of, like, lack of confidence, whatever it was, like, my shit was just, like, as long as I don't, as long as I could break up days and I'm out at the park or break up days, like, where just I'm out chilling outside and just doing fucking whatever, that'll be cool. It'll keep, you know, people off of my back. It, it'll, you know, I'll be able to, my parents will know that I'm doing something productive, like, on days where maybe I'm going to embellish on the truth a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could use baseball as like right. a as like a guise or something like like it was right. just I really adopted baseball as like almost like an identity at some point, but really like that was like that was my car to to make it out, honestly. Like that's how I looked at it as I started and getting now, attention.
2: And now you stand at the precipice of yeah. looking at that was just a stepping stone to something else.
0: What's it gonna be? It's crazy, man. Like I just I remember being 16, 17, 18, hearing people before me who retired, um, either retiring being a minor leaguer, retiring being like a major leaguer. When they say the shit comes today and is gone tomorrow, like that shit is real. And honestly, some people's today and tomorrow span over 20 years but whether it's 20 years in a career or 5 years in a career it's never as long as we thought it was gonna be That's fucking honestly deep. like it's it's crazy to think about man cause there are people that I know that played one season and like I did everything for so long for it to be here today and gone tomorrow and then mm. there's people who you know 15-20 mm. years are like man I can still remember my first day i can remember my first phone call like hey you're coming to fucking pittsburgh or you're coming to wherever and they're like it was here and just gone so it's it's tough to to digest and it's tough to swallow because like we never really see how important Important, like time is, and the only time it's really brought into us is like when we fucking lose something or lose somebody. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean. Whether you go to jail, whether your family dies, whether you get fired, whether you go to jail—like we never really understand like how precious time is, or how precious certain time is, like in our life. You know, like being alive is always important, but
1: man, there are. it's, it's crazy. crazy. You know what's interesting is like it's like the whole argument for the concept of time is there really con- like that makes sense to me when you start bringing up that it's it comes and it goes whether that coming was 20 years or 5 minutes it comes and goes like the the, the I see that with all sorts of things in profession and career and success. And, like, it, you know, it, the, the the thing that was good for five months had the same weight on me as the thing that lasted for five years. Like, and they both started and they both ended. You know, kind of what you said, it, to be there and gone, it does happen like that. And the time in between is really not, I don't know if you can really, like, it's
0: the ride, it's fun. Give it,
1: you know. <laughs> But there's no length when you're on the my question this is this bro is like um, I would I would only think and imagine from what my perspective like I know about going to some like t-ball little league every morning travel ball summer ball you know I know about doing this and watching somebody like suit up and show up but then even after that as you did and really 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 get this place what do you at that at, by the time they tell you kind of wrap it up you're kind of this is who you are or it's not really but you've convinced yourself yeah this is who you are now I'm and you dedicated a lot of
2: fucking time and energy to it right you yeah. put an investment in and now they're telling you fucking guess what bankrupt go live your life
1: so when that kind of goes down when that information happens and you're packing some bags or you're getting on a plane or whatever right. that little thing is, right? And you come to that realization that this part, is chapter is closing. How long ago was that from right now? How long ago was that? And what's kind of happened in between that and right now? Well, I'd be lying
0: to you if I said that I didn't have times, days, weeks where, you know, I would throw the ball up against the wall in attempts to come back. Um, yeah. But what what I can say, like, when I first got released, because um, w- when I stopped playing with the Jays, um, there was probably like a two-week window where I was talking with other teams both affiliated meaning like the 30 major league teams that we all see on tv um there's independent baseball and um then there was mexican league baseball which was what i ultimately ended up going with it's it's the major leagues in mexico and essentially it equates to AAA here so I got to AAA, but like, if you really want to be technical, like, I played in the majors here. I also played over there, but
2: you were in the in the Mexican League.
0: The Mexican How League. How long yes. were you in the Mexican? I was league? there
2: for a full season. I was there for a full Bro, season. Bro, I'm seeing a full on it episode crazy, and know, television show about Mexican League fucking baseball. That shit
0: is crazy. That shit is crazy. It's a whole. It's a whole different. Like it's it's beyond cutthroat.
2: Shine. I mean, think about that. That's a world that we haven't seen before that we do kind of understand because we've all seen baseball shit. But can you imagine a series where it's an American guy, Chicano, <laughs> who goes to play in the Mexican big leagues and the wild shit that goes on in That'd Mexico? Dope. Well, there, That's... there was a show. Oh, the, oh yeah. uh, East, East Eastbound. Down. Yeah, but yeah. was he in the Mexican league? Yeah, he played out
3: there. Oh, that's fucking good. Did fucking you play hilarious. with that guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were a couple dudes out there like that, but no, <laughs> the um the team that 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 he played for the Charros, yeah. that's a real team uh, in in Jalisco. Yeah, that's Not a, the
3: Chorros.
2: Uh,
0: no, not the Charros. You know churros. what though, bro? You you're, you're
2: on a good path
0: though. Right. Like, a lot of that. Sure. It's it's um that's a real team out there. What was
2: the craziest dude you saw out there, man? Was there like a a Randy Johnson light or like a guy who was just drunk all the time and was like, really? Like, was there a guy that was just like, Completely abusing substances, and he was cle-
1: dude. This dude will tell you some <laughs> stories or break your heart. I want to hear about that. about fucking baseball, bro. He was telling me some shit, dude, I was like, really? I mean,
0: it's um, oh, it's on. crazy. I'm definitely not gonna say no names. Right. Of course, I'm not gonna Man, burn God, nobody out there. Um, but homie, Mexico is all right. So, without going into too much detail, like they have a team in Cancun. So when I went out there, this is before I got activated. So we were out there for three or four days and it was like, I'd never been to Cancun for a vacation, but to be out there and then to still be on salary, make what I make and then go like, it was, I got robbed out there. I got got, uh, for like 2,500 bucks. Shout out bank of America for fucking me over and not giving me that money back. But how'd you get robbed? Dude, like we went, we went to a little, you know, after hours, after hours <laughs> spot, and um, <gasps> <laughs> somehow I ended up like in the back, back room with, with a, a a female companion, and how fine was she? She was, um, she was from Colombia. Mm. She was, it was, it was nice. It was good stuff. I want to be respectful to to my girl out there, but she was, yeah, she was, uh, she was cool. But I ended up waking up in the morning. I was blacked out and <sighs> I'm just checking like my bank statements and cause I knew, I knew something wasn't right. <sighs> cause when I checked in my wallet, my, um, my, like the, the chip part of the card Looked like it had been like scratched. Like somebody had gotten like it just Melted it looked down. fucked down. up. Yeah, it looked really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> to went, like, from
1: overuse. You know, right. like and I don't
0: even have nails to sit there and scratch that. I don't even you know what I mean? I don't fucking scratch that shit. So when I checked my bank statements, I saw that they tried to hit my account um like four or five times for that amount. <laughs> but somehow like they they ended up getting my pin. I don't know how they got my pin, but like they tried to enter it like four or five times didn't work and i just remember like before i left my roommate i re- this was like the gray part or like the haze where i kind of woke up but as we're leaving the spot he's like yo your shit is still in the back like i had a jacket that i had left back there boom boom so i'm grabbing all my stuff and i remember asking like yo i need like my debit card and they brought my debit card like from the back like on the, on like a waiter's tray with like a bottle of water so i like got that and thought everything was good but when i woke up like everything was like oh shit they took my shit back there did whatever they did right, to it right it fucking ended melted up getting it me down a couple times ripped but, apart. Uh, Substances, dude like mexico is really like what it is homie like they're i remember one time we we played in durango and that
2: i love their chili
0: fire food but straight narco town like mm-hmm. that's it just is what it is I think the owner might be, you know, well, we don't know we one don't of know. those type of cats. A- a- who knows? You never know.
2: Right. Friends.
0: But um so we, we we go to this one club called Colima
2: and mm. that just sounds bad.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 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 but it it was it looked cracking. So we're going in and there are other pochos on the team. So a pocho pretty much is just a Mexican who isn't from Mexico. Who comes in and takes work from Mexican people? Poaching. You know exactly poaching. Pocho, poaching exactly. So it
2: works the other way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for all I guess. these
2: Trump fucks who are crying about Chica- Mexicans we taking jobs. we go in American and do jobs. the same shit. We fucking and Americans. They pay Listen, us American hard salaries. Luck Show exclusive. We have proof <laughs> yeah. that Americans are stealing Mexican jobs. Yeah, right, very
0: much so. So um, <laughs> we tell one of one of like one of the pochos on the team who doesn't speak a lick of spanish we're like yo don't say anything just give him the money go inside like talk to us when we're when we're inside like we don't want nobody to really know like you know who we are you know i know that they know because we all dress different right so whatever we're waiting in line and and it's like uh It's like some shit at the fucking DMV. Like it's some lady behind like a little glass thing and she's Hmm. giving out tickets instead of just people scanning IDs and walking in. It's like some fucking high school prom type setup. Yeah. So we're giving these people our tickets, boom, boom, boom. And the lady, we can hear her speaking in Spanish to everybody. And right when she gets to the homie, she tells him, like, Two dollars,
1: <laughs> straight like that. Two dollars. She knew he wasn't bugging. So he like, Some so he's right of- in
0: front of me, and he like is paying her, and he kind of like looks over, and I look behind, and my roommate is like poking me with like his fucking knuckle in the back, like, bro, what the fuck is going on? So we all kind of walk in there, and we turn to the homie, and we're just like, dog, like they know, like they fucking know that we're we're in here. So we start walking and it was all dark but at one point i think they started playing like some fucking chalino or some shit mm-hmm. and the lights kind of like went on and we look all around and i mean it's straight Nautical city like some shit straight out of narcos you got fools with the big ass belt (laughs) buckles you got the ranchero hats like there are people up against the wall where it's like 11 12 girls and it's just them and the table next to them the next two tables next to them are completely empty like we're just kind of looking around and we're like all right we look around to everybody who doesn't know what's up like no matter what girl comes up to you Mm -hmm. no matter what she looks like whether you think she has a man or not Mm -hmm. Tonight, guys, we're we're going home with Pamela. Like, nobody right. make that mistake tonight. Right. So we're walking through. We end up getting a table, and they place us right next to the guy who has, like, the whole section fucking cut off. <laughs> we're sitting next to him. And <laughs> that guy. So we bring in a, a, a thing of, of, of like, two, two ice buckets of fucking beer. They bring those in. And something inside me was, like... I don't know what it was. I don't know whether this was the right move or not, but I bought like a carton of cigarettes and a bottle of Johnny Walker black label. And I bought them and I gave them to the guy. So he in Spanish is like looking and asking like, for what? And I just tell him like, I get my homie cause my Spanish isn't great. So I get my homie to tell him like, we just want to thank you for sharing your space with us. So he hears it and like looks over at me and, And smiles and like pats me on my shoulder and he's like you guys are fine like don't worry about it so whatever the time goes on he gets up getting ready to leave and everything all the bottles that he had had on my table like he comes over he hands me one cigarette out of the pack and he's like here um and i want you guys to have you know everything that we left behind and they didn't open not one fucking thing or that guy didn't open not one fucking thing but when he was leaving it was like a group of like ten dudes that were in front of his booth started filing out like as he was walking out. So in my head, I was like, "Oh shit! I just made like peace offering with <laughs> a top dog over here, right. yeah, <laughs> right. a some yeah. shit like that, you know." But there were cats on my team who like patted me on the back, like you know, like good job, that was smart <laughs> <on the team. laughs>
1: yeah. It was crazy, yeah. but
0: <laughs> so we're about to file out and my homie ends up talking to this heavier set girl mm. who was by herself. So like we're getting ready to leave and we kind of look at each other and he's like, I'm going to take this. And we're like, all right, let's just go. Cause different strokes for different folks. We don't know whose girl that is, whatever.
2: Different stroke, different folks. So no we jokes. start,
0: boom, like smashing out. We all start piling out and my homie walks out and We're all getting into like the little taxi, getting ready to go. And my homie's like waiting at the entrance. And we're like, yo, like, let's go. And he's like, I gotta wait for this girl. And something, something inside of me told me to like look, like just turn around. And I turn around. And it was like some shit out of like fucking it. There was, it was a corner little market that has a roll down like iron fence and right over that is just one lamp and under that lamp like i look down and it's probably like 10 15 cats just like chilling right there and this is like two thirty in the morning and they're just chilling right there just like looking at us and i like look over to my homie and i just do this and he like looks over the shoulder and he's like hey fuck that girl homie like it's time for us (laughs) to get the fuck up on out of here yeah it was it was crazy but there was a lot of situations like that there was a guy that like drove next to us and was smiling smiling just the whole time so finally we both come to a red light and I look over and I roll down the window and I just I kind of just like hit him up I'm like what's up and he just pulls out a burner and just slaps it like on his door like he's hanging out Slaps and he's just looking and he's like shaking his head. And again, I'm with my homie, and he's like, "Zo, zo, zo, zo." And I'm like, first of all, relax. They're not looking for us. But the fact that he let us know what type of time he was on, <laughs> go ahead and tell our Uber driver. Just make a right right here. And right. It. We're, we're gonna the get gap. the fuck. We're gonna go. Yeah. But Mexico, that that shit is really like that. I, I've, you know." The paying off cops and all that—I've I've seen that firsthand. I've been pulled over just because they knew what what time it was. Like it's everything that you see in those movies. Like that that shit is real. That shit is real.
2: Well, hold on. I I don't mean to Sorry. say anything, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> my sister is on, and so Zoe is more than. Uh, I'm more than happy to have him sit in with my sister or whatever. We talked mm-hmm. a great deal of some amazing stories. Sean, how, how on the recording time, how long have we been going?
1: We're 120.
2: So I'm we thi- need to do a part two. I think we need to do part two at Mexican Escapades because we just got two stories. I feel like he's got a million
1: more. Yeah, I also want to go back. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about him getting there. Getting where? Getting getting to getting... To, I want to talk about earlier part of this guy, man. We, there's so much to this guy, bro. Where are we talking about? A lot, a lot of layers. A lot of layers. A lot of layers.
0: I put on a lot of different hats in my life, I feel like. I got a fucking vast... Um, a vast amount of friends that come from all walks of life, all creeds, colors, fucking orientations, all of that shit, man. Growing up where I grew up at, you get you get everything, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly.
2: Well, speaking of the good, the bad, the ugly, and the super handsome, right, <laughs> sir? What do you got? What are you plugging? Um, yeah, plug your 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 YouTube. Oh, show.
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I got a little YouTube channel. Um, up. Is is Zoe underscore Loke, l-o-w-k with two L's. Um I got that. Uh my my Instagram is the same thing, but essentially it's kind of just like uh just I don't really even know how to describe it. I got like weed reviews on there. Um I got um stories kind of like uh what i'm giving right now um on this podcast uh i got shit that talks about like you know past addictions that i've had uh dealing dealing with um anxiety depression all that type of stuff kind of kind of just like a inside of like my life Uh, i was super nervous and just real apprehensive of of even starting it i feel like if i did this while i was playing maybe i would have um garnered more of like a like an audience and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. you know I I feel looking back on it now um giving people like this view of who I am it it makes it more real because everything is fucking great and glorious when things are going right but at least for me like I I could really tell somebody by them being at the bottom and being being able to talk about it um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think people's um Vulnerability. I think that people look at it as a, as a time of weakness, but uh, just so people can change their perspective. When you're vulnerable, you know, you always hear people say like, wow, he's super strong for being vulnerable. He's super strong for um, letting us in on something that, you know, greatly or advertly affected him. And, you know, I want to take that. Shit and weaponize that and just let you guys know I'm giving you shit just the real of the real. My vulnerability is is my truth and that shit is what makes me strong and that's what's gonna you know get me to where I'm supposed to land so
1: yeah. I love it. Yeah, dude, we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna have you we're gonna ha- we're gonna go into some things, bro. We can get to talk about a lot of the issues going on in I'm sports. Down. I'm with that. Um we I wanted to talk more about you growing up. Um, but listen, we start somewhere. We start here. Oh yeah, I love you. Know
2: you know you know what I'll say. This is for the start. You know, we got a real sense of his high and his low, and what he thought was necessarily, and maybe it still is. We don't know yet. But his identity, what he thought it was going to be, and he's talking about reinvention. And what's funny is, we got that through. How the fuck did a twenty-nine-year-old get caught up in astrology?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right? crazy. Yeah, that's how yeah, yeah. That was an original, just the original question. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. You never would think. We're going to get into it more. Zo, you got to come back down, man. For sure. Let man. us dive deep on this. I bro. love it. Thank you guys for having me. Hopefully, everybody who listened out, some of this shit resonated with y'all. Shit. <laughs> it resonated with me.
1: Yeah, it resonated with me. You said some shit today. Um, shout out to. Zoe, Manny, the city of Santa Monica Vincent and Sophia um, And to Vibes Papers, good luck with cookies And the opening down in Fashion, Fashion Valley, Valley SD, yep. pull up And big shout out to the whole Soul size and family And uh, Supermax Hardware Go check us out Of course, SMX always. SMX gang Pull it up
2: Big shout out for Ivana and LLP Oh yeah Although we're all filled up I'm just telling you We're filled up and the money's right I, I can't take another freaking client But uh, we're all filled up I want to give a big shout out to Manny B Right? Yeah. Fucking making beats shit sick Shout out to my daughter Tiger, My wife Sarah My mother-in-law Nanette God bless yeah, I you Yeah, we love your mother-in-law Mother in law's over there making vegan enchiladas. No problem. Fucking. Not
1: vegan pasole. She did make, she
2: made, she's gonna make so vegan I'm pasole. About. Well, I, maybe I'll see if I can get her to do it for the birthday. Okay. When cool. you come through, man, we we'll fucking have a. Awesome. To- she's fucking cooking. Man, it's so hard to stay trim at my place because I'll come home and there'll just be like 40 fucking deep fried fucking tortillas just smelling <laughs> up the place beautifully. Sean, what are you, what are you, what you putting? Shout out to Coit. Big shout out to Coit. And shout out to Naga Baba and that Guru guy and whatever his name. Baba Big Haba. shout
1: out to Koi. It's gorgeous, <laughs> good looking. Kid. A friend I got a friend of mine's kids about maybe one fourth as good looking as your kids and they got <laughs> him They're doing worth. all the modeling, all these Gap ads and shit. Right. So when he told me that, I was like, for sure, that kid could be a model. Yeah. I don't know if his parents want that, but that kid could model, bro. <laughs> for sure. Okay. All right. What do we say about this? Like time? we do about this time. Adios, amigos, from The Hard Luck Show. Awesome.